This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. In a world on the verge of nuclear annihilation, two men have the power to walk us back from the brink of total destruction. If you don't mind, I will begin at the beginning. It's a new day. Let's get going. One, two, three. Four, five, six. V-I-G! Do you like fish sticks? Yeah? You like putting fish sticks in your mouth? Yeah? Well, what are you, Eric? A gay fish? Hey, listen, asshole. And I'll, I'll, I'll never use cussing in 22 years, but uh, the gloves are off. Listen, you son of a bitch. What the f- your problem you get in my face with that i'll beat your goddamn ass you son of a bitch you piece of shit. you f- goddamn f- listen f- kid you can f- cross the line get that through your goddamn f- head stop pushing your sh- you got that you goddamn son of a bitch farm fresh butt nuggets for sale at your mom's house how's everybody doing my name is mr wacky and now honestly it's hard to listen to what's said in this room our feature presentation I think we need Mr. Wacky every day. I love Mr. Wacky. Right? I love him. I dream about Mr. Wacky. <laughs> Morning, everybody. Brand new Kevin and Bean Show. It's Monday, the 18th of June. Ladies and gentlemen, the great Kevin Ryder has returned. Hall of Famer Kevin Ryder back in the building. I'm not going to lie, Kevin. It, it was t- you know I'm suspicious anytime anyone's off. Of we've, course you are. We've discussed. <laughs> the day before the World Cup starts, your favorite event right. ever, the day before... I'm sick. I'm <laughs> and Allie was with me. We started looking for you in the crowd at every game over the weekend. We thought there's yeah. no way Kevin's not in Russia. He just it, he drove him crazy as it got closer and closer to the tournament. He said, I cannot be there. And I'm going to say there's no way you're telling the truth because neither of you would have watched games, even if I wasn't. Well, there. he said he watched the first round of games. Okay. And I, I said I didn't merely because I thought, A, you missed your flight, so you wouldn't be at the first round. I that's see. just that heaven sense. type stuff. Sure. We did, we then did discuss check in late. That's so you're thing. factoring that in. I we discussed did, that. Yes. Allie was with me that you probably wouldn't be at the Russia Saudi Arabia game, which, by the way, I did watch. But uh, um, he, uh, because you would have missed a connection mm-hmm. and you would have lost your passport, so that would have slowed yeah. you down from even getting out of the country. So we have no faith. We figured you'd <laughs> miss the first game, but I was looking for you all weekend long. I watched the Iceland game. I, you weren't there. Oh, that would have been so great if you saw me. Really, it would have been the funniest. thing. <laughs> That never happened. My face is all painted and everything. (laughs) I think you wouldn't be mad at me, right? No. You couldn't. No. (laughs) It would have been awesome. So then we were talking about how you were going to have to come up with a different excuse because you'd never admit to being there unless we saw you on TV. So every day you'd call and go, Oh, my car doesn't work. Oh, my kids are sick. I mean, like, whatever it takes for 30 days in a row, you'd come up with a new reason why you couldn't. I wish I'd done that. See? You could be in Russia right now. That's a pretty good idea. I'm going to go back home. Is that all right? You could be hooligan because my kids are sick. (laughs) <laughs> right. Well, I mean, what are you going to do? You got to go. So, well, it was a fun, it was a fun tournament weekend. I know we're going to be talking about it later on today, but it's very exciting. But Kevin, even in, uh, I, I just, I, I can't find, I can't find friends or people who care. Uh, oh, listen, you're talking to, the, you're t- preaching yeah, to the choir here. Yeah, you know. 
I have uh, uh, three friends and like maybe three other friends that are decent friends that mm-hmm. I talk soccer with, and that's it. Yeah. I mean, because I'm. I mean, we're getting together at each other's houses this weekend. We're watching the whole thing, but it's not going to be an overwhelming number of people at the houses. (laughs) And I'm like chit chatting with people that I know that I run into, or I'm getting a haircut, you know, and I'm trying to start some conversation. And nobody is just. No. I mean, you can't cold call soccer. It just doesn't (laughs) doesn't work that way. (laughs) Somebody cutting your hair. No way. You got to wait till you see him in a jersey. Um, Beer mug had it right. Are you excited for World Cup? I don't know what that is. John, do you have World Cup fever? No, not really. I'm here with Esther. Esther, do you have World Cup fever? I do not. I mean, that's about where we're at right now. Yeah. All right. uh, Before we get going on today's big, big show, let's do a little You Be the Judge, shall we? You be the judge right now. You can be the judge right now. You be the judge. Here comes the judge. You be the judge right now. Come on. This one uh, hasn't gone to court yet, but I think it will because the parents are refusing to take responsibility and pay, and the museum is saying they have to. They're responsible for what their kids do. This is a case in Overland Park, uh, Kansas, of a kid knocking down a statue in a museum. He's running around in the museum, and he tries to climb up on a statue and pulls it down and shatters it on the floor. Kids are stupid. They certainly are. Here's the uh, report from the Kansas station, and you guys uh, at the end will figure out what we think uh, the the proper answer should be here. Sarah Goodman remembers the wedding reception at Tomahawk Ridge Community Center, starting off with plenty of celebration. I think there was a few different parties going on, bridal showers, birthday parties. A joyous occasion that in a moment turned into something much different. I hear yelling, where is your mother? Surveillance video capturing Sarah's five-year-old son hugging a sculpture on display before it topples over on top of him. Now, by the way, I've watched this surveillance video, mm-hmm. and it's a big, big room, and there's a, some couches off onto one side, and the mom is sitting there chatting with some friends of hers. And, and what's the kid doing? The kid is running around the museum, up and down the halls, uh, with another kid. There's two kids. Okay. And the mom, where she's sitting, cannot see the kid, because there's a big there's a big uh, art installation between her and the kid who climbs up on the statue and brings it down. Right. Okay. Can uh, I just interrupt real quick? Of it course. said this is a community center. Yes. So it's not right. a museum. Uh, it's a community center that has lots of artwork in it. I All mean, right. They're paintings. I'm already out. It's got to be pretty janky art. Yeah, I'm already right? out. There are paintings on the wall. I mean, in the that video, kid probably see, painted them. <laughs> you can see paintings on the wall. You can see statues set up. I mean, if you didn't know what it was and you saw a picture of it, you would think it, it was a museum. All okay. right, let's hear, let's hear more. He struggles for a bit when suddenly it falls to the ground. After rushing into help, Sarah soon learned the sculpture's price tag. Maybe this is like eight hundred or something. No, it's a hundred and thirty-two thousand dollars. That's baloney. It doesn't make sense. In a it's community a, center. It's a $132,000 statue in a community center. Where they're having birthday parties and wedding receptions. Denied, sir. Look, she uh, she shares your skepticism for the, uh, the cost of the artwork, and she goes on to add... I'm sorry. We're finished here. Damage that an insurance company said the family would be on the hook to pay for. My children are well supervised, but all people... <laughs> 
get distracted. The two parents. All right, now we've heard that from every parent that ever lived. Is that, No, my kids are great. Look, maybe they are, but right that second is the wrong time to argue it. Right. Yes. <laughs> yes, exactly. Especially when it's on video. Right. And you can see her just sitting there completely ignoring that her kids are running around. Almost dead. Two parents now questioning the safety of the display. It's oh. in the main walkway, not a separate room, not plexiglass, not protected, not held down. The city calling the incident an unfortunate situation. So that's her defense, by the way, which is, look, why are you looking at me? You should be more concerned about how dangerous this statue is standing there. It doesn't have a rope around it. It doesn't have a sign on it. Anyone could have knocked that down. Happened to be my kid, but anyone could have knocked it down and gotten hurt. I mean, I feel like there's a certain amount of truth to both of them. Both of those arguments. Mm-hmm. I, I agree. But saying the artwork should not have been touched. There's a societal responsibility that you may not interact with it. I think everybody knows that. Not five-year-olds, though. Right. Five-year-olds sure. don't understand that it's not, you know, it's not a plaything. Yeah, if it's not designed for interaction. An expensive price tag, leaving the family wondering what could lie ahead. So the insurance company says, and if they're going to take it to lawyers, we don't know. All right, you guys. What do you think? You be the judge. I mean, can we can we can we doubt that there's it's that expensive? For sure. I mean, I think the I think the community center would have to prove that's what it is. They okay. they claim that's how much that's how much it costs. That's how much its value is anyway. And I got to say again, if it's worth that much, and they don't protect it at all, mm-hmm. and yet the kid. And yet, there are paintings on museum paintings and museums that are worth millions of dollars. They're on the wall. They're, they're in of the dollars. middle of where everyone's walking. Right, right. So, so the kid. I mean, it was the ki- it is the kid's response. The kid climbed it and brought it down and broke it. The kid did that. Now right. you can argue that the kid shouldn't have been able to have access to this. Right. I guess here's the question: What dollar value do you believe the family is on the hook for? What was it worth? 140000 132. 132. I mean, honestly. Do you think they're they're on the hook for none because it was the No, museum's, no, no. The, the community center's well, fault for. First of all, it's insured. So uh, what's what are we even discussing this for? It's insured. Is it insured? It's in a community center where they're having birthday parties and wedding receptions. So they F- shouldn't have you. nice they shouldn't have nice things there Absolutely because not. They're too, they're too much of the public there. And if you're going to have nice things, have people guarding the stuff that could be easily taken down. They had a guard in the room who was on the other side of the room. Obviously, they can't be every place. Probably and, sleeping, right? And she Talk rushed right. <laughs> she rushed right over as soon as the kid brought it down. So, Allie, it sounds to me like you're saying the parents just walk away scot free. They broke this artwork. It's not their fault. Listen, your kid's an animal. You're a bad mom. <laughs> okay. This we get, but no. All right, and Kevin, your 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 verdict? I think I'm with Allie. As that kid is me. When I was five. <laughs> well, congratulations, Mom. You just got away with it. What did they rule? Uh, hasn't oh, got no a court yet. Oh, hasn't yeah. got a court yet. They're still disputing it. So we're going to So you to... get Zippo, nada. Have to wait and see what happens, I guess. Wow. All right, so go out and smash whatever you want no, today, No, I don't kids. think that's the message. Apparently, it's not your fault. <laughs> Let's talk about today's Kevin and Show, shall we? God damn it. You two need to go to hell. All right. Uh, great news on today's program, like we do on Mondays. Fantastic. Beer mug. Spent the weekend at Alien Con. Yay! Did you know that was a thing, Alien Con? Oh, sure. I didn't. Not until uh, not until I heard Muggs was going. Very excited about this because yeah. crazy. Oh, sure. sure. Plus Muggs. Sure. Yes. Um, uh, we've got a World Cup date for you. Oh, that's cute. Huh? Very nice. 
Play on words? Huh? Oh, hang on. I'm known for my play on words. No, you're not. Not really. Hold on. (laughs) World Cup. Guy that's cutting my hair. <laughs> what do you think about Saudi Arabia's chances? <laughs> that's about how it went. <laughs> uh, Harvey Levin from TMZ, like we do on Mondays, and we've also got your uh, K Rock advanced screening passes to Mission Impossible Fallout. Plus, you'll qualify for a trip to Paris to see the world premiere, a three night hotel stay, and a round trip airfare. So that's coming up this morning as well. We'll take a break. We'll come back with what's happening next. It's Kevin and Bean on K Rock. Allie. Bean. What went on this weekend, girl? Uh, what do you mean? I mean, I just feel like there was lots of entertainment news, a lot of stories, a lot of intrigue, a lot of things to follow. What went on, girl? Yeah, I I was busy this weekend, (laughs) so I am getting caught up, and there doesn't seem to be a lot. Does there? I thought there. I thought there was. New developments in the uh, Chris Hardwick story. I thought that Incredibles story was was amazing to me. Right. So you just you tell me what you think. Sure. Um, why don't you tell me that <laughs> incredible story first of all? Well, just the the numbers involved are astonishing. Oh, how many people went to see it? Yeah, it's doing yeah. really well. Oh, got it. I thought you meant like something happened at a theater. Well, no, like so- they have to now warn people before seeing it because of strobes and flashing lights in the film. That too. Yeah. Apparently, people that are photosensitive, meaning you have epilepsy, migraines, or any chronic illness that can be brought on by flashing lights, have been really affected by the movie. Really? One of the scenes lasts over 90 seconds with continuous strobe light. Other scenes last anywhere from 5 to 30 seconds. So Disney is now posting a warning before you see it. That didn't stop a lot of people, right, that Bean? Was, that was so interesting, too, because that was just a lady in Texas or something who went to see the movie, mm-hmm. and she's like, hey, why is there no warning on this? She doesn't have that problem, but she thought, I know other people That's do. That's always other people how it works. To- yeah. A woman but, named Veronica Lewis, she was like, I got some notes, Disney, and they're like, you are totally right. But she was. This is what's right. interesting to me, is I think that is worthwhile, because people have had seizures as a result of strobe lights. Absolutely. And, and that's why they put warnings like that at concerts and things like that if they have a heavy light show. And I, this is one instance where a lady, she wasn't complaining, she wasn't trying to be a dick, she was just trying to make sure somebody didn't get hurt from going to see this movie. She put it up on Twitter, it just spread like wildfire, and Disney said, as Ellie mentioned, oh, you're right, and they just started asking all their theater owners to put signs up. I mean, that's kind of a good use of social media for a change. Oh, for once, yeah, absolutely. And it was supposed to bring in, what, 135 to $140 million. Wow. They were hoping it would be close to what uh, Finding Dory was. Well, Finding Dory was $135 million mm-hmm. two years ago. Incredibles 2 pulled in $180 million wow. in its debut. Yeah, that's the... Uh, Highest ever animated movie. Wow. Opening Isn't that weekend. Unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, isn't it incredible? Oh. No. 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 Not me. It's even, not me. It is the, you. You're in charge of that. Even, I'm no. going to go so far as file. That's Why nonsense. Not? Why not? It was yeah. incredible. Come on. Now. I would really rate it on a scale of zero to mm-hmm. ten. I would rate it a ten. Oh, see? You continue being wrong. Incredibles 2, 180 million, followed by Ocean's 8. Tag debuted at number three with 14.6 million, followed by Solo, A Star Wars Story, Deadpool, Hereditary, Superfly. That was a debut at 6.3 million. 
at number seven. Then Avengers Infinity War, Adrift, and Book Club rounding out the top ten. You might have noticed that Gotti was not in the top 10. It premiered in only 503 <laughs> theaters, but it came in in 12th place with $1.7 million. Hmm. I know that a lot of people don't care about the Rotten Tomatoes score, what mm-hmm. other people think. They just they know what they like and they go. That's but me. When it, but when it's at zero, yeah. I think that's a warning for all audiences. Zero. Zero. Wow. But only, you know, only one critic reviewed it, though. Well, that's... That's I mean, every that's, every that's critic. All critics. All, critics. Ah, all okay. of them, yeah. yeah. So, hmm. so, zero. Even you wouldn't go to a zero, right, Kevin? Well, that's not necessarily true. <laughs> that might actually make you go. But it would affect my decision-making. <laughs> yeah, so you got, say, maybe I don't have to see it. <laughs> right, if you had a better option that yes, weekend, right. maybe you'd go. Hey, were they showing uh, Tag or uh, Ocean's 8 or anything like that in Russia? Did you have a chance to go to the theaters there while no you were No subtitles. Mm. Oh, right. What am I supposed to do? Yeah, yeah that's point. true. you got to wait. Mm-hmm. Come on, he wasn't in Russia. He was here. Some birthdays for you. We have got 21 Pilots drummer Josh Dunn, comedian Adam Ray, and Petros Papadakis. Happy belated, both of them, this past weekend. Plus singer Blake Sheldon, or Shelton. Either way. No need to really change that T to a D. And singer Paul McCartney, Mm. who... I don't know. On this day, his birthday, the last thing you'd want to do... Come on. ...would be what, Kevin? Hang up on him. I don't know if we'll ever have a chance to do this again, Sir Paul, but thank you so much for the time. It's a real honor to have you on the program today. That's a really nice interview. So, I hope to see you at the gig. Absolutely, sir. Thanks for the call. make it a date. (laughs) Thank you. Bye-bye. See you guys. Bye. Oops. (laughs) 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 Well, he was saying... He was saying goodbye. He was. Technically, he was. He was saying bye. Part. He was saying bye. Right. Bye. Buy this stock. Bye-bye. I'm, I'm putting this out I tomorrow. No, buy so. my brand new car for less than I paid for it. I, I, what I heard, what I heard is, by the way, Kevin, I'd like to invite you to be in the band, is what I had Did you? Oh, oh, man. That's what I thought. Oh, what I missed out. What would you played, Kevin? I guess we'll never know. Probably the accordion. The accordion. Or cowbell. Either one. Proficient either way. It's quite the, uh, quite the range there. And that's what's happening. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Monday mornings, Bean, we check into the newsroom at TMZ.com with our friend Harvey Levitt. Hey, Harvey. Good morning, guys. How are you? Good, Doing fine. You. We had uh, we had Van on. Uh, you were busy last uh, Monday. We had Van oh, Lathan on. He is. He, I feel so like dumb and derpy whenever we have him on because he's so cool. I'm much more comfortable with white guys like you. <laughs> wow, that's uh, high praise. Thank you so much. <laughs> How exactly do you take that? <laughs> I just I love I love Van. That's all I'm saying. You got He's a he's a great uh, a great guy. And he's I a mean, lot of fun. off to a great start, Bean. <laughs> right. Take it easy, dude. <laughs> but we love you too, Harvey. What the hell is going on? What <laughs> Say to me, I'm complimenting. I'm, I'm complimenting. I'm saying I don't feel this. Van is amazing, right? Yes, yeah, that's what. That's all I'm saying. That's my takeaway here. All right, so let's just stop on that I topic. Cannot believe you. Since we all agree, good. <laughs> Since we all agree, Van is cool. Move on from now. That? Let's move on. Yes, let's move on. You don't mind. All right, um, let's talk uh, Chris wow. Hard. Let's talk Chris Hardwick, Harvey, because we were. 
sick to our stomachs. Not only did Chris used to work on this show and work at K-Rock, we've been close personal friends with him for over 20 years, and to see these accusations that I believe against him by his ex-girlfriend, Chloe Dykstra, just sickened me. And I guess uh, the story is continuing to develop, and now there's uh, quite a bit of fallout against Chris as a result of it, right? Well, there's a lot of fallout. Um, Chris now, um, Comic-Con has canceled all of his appearances. AMC suspended his show. Um, he's been scrubbed from the Nerdist website. Now, here's the twist to this. Um, Chloe made this allegation uh, on social media, didn't name him, but it's apparent she's obviously she's talking about him. Right. Um, he has just flatly denied it. So basically, you have her allegation and his denial, and that's it so far. And there really hasn't been an investigation or anything like that. Now, she says she has audio, video to support some of her claims. I know. But, but again, and, but and no one's I'm, seen not it. Saying, I'm not saying her claims are, are true or false. I'm right. just saying, look, I mean, you've got to, if somebody makes a claim like that, you have to take it seriously because, you know, why generally, I mean, there, there can be different motivations. But a lot of people, especially now, are just trying to vent their, you know, their anger and frustration that they've held for a long time. And there are a lot of legitimate claims. But that said, you can't assume everything is automatically true, especially when somebody denies it. But what's happened is, I think, that a lot of these companies are so scared of boycotts that, you know, in this climate, that they are willing to immediately 86 somebody based on the allegation, even yes. if there's a denial without an investigation. And I agree. The, the investigation that's, is that's the important. A little dangerous. That's the important part to me, because you do try to follow up on proof and, and make sure that one side or the other is actually telling the truth. That's, that's important right. to do. That's right. And, and, and that's generally what happens and, and again, this is not to say that her claim isn't credible, but at the, at the same time, you just don't know because she's made the allegation and he has denied it. So the, the proper thing to do, it seems to me, is to conduct some kind of an internal investigation. That's been short-circuited. That doesn't happen a lot were now. They afraid that, you, were they afraid that if they suspended him instead of acting like he never existed before in life that they would still get boycotted? You know what I mean? Like, can't you suspend a guy well, and then do some research? To go isn't that what they're doing? I, I Both NBC and AMC are just put on suspend- hold. Yeah, it's okay. on hold. But but what I'm saying is, if like you know, Comic Con has has axed him, Nerdist axed him. Right, he took him off the website. And and, and I guess what I'm saying is that. You know, there there is this kind of rush to judgment on this stuff, and I think part of it is because they're just afraid that they're going to get hammered and boycotted if they don't take swift action. Right. And usually what's happened in situations like that in the past has been somebody makes an allegation and you absolutely investigate it. And it, it, it may eventually be investigated, but that doesn't seem to be the M.O. these days. From no, what you're I guilty, understood, you're guilty of accused. Yeah. yeah, but from what I understood, I thought that Chris decided to step aside from moderating those panels at Comic-Con. Um, I think Nerdist scrubbed him. And comic, my understanding is, you may be right, Ali, but my understanding was that Comic-Con canceled his appearances. Oh, I read that he stepped away from that, but Nerdist scrubbed any um, any semblance of him from the site because he sold Nerdist over a year ago. A couple of years ago, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and then um, AMC suspended his talk show. Right. 
yeah, pending I mean, investigation. Yeah, right, Gail? but I guess they see that's what I'm saying. It's it's you suspended pending the investigation. Right. You know, think about. It, it, I don't know. It just it just seems to me you do some investigation, and you know it may take two or three days, but. Well, let me you know, let me ask you this, Harvey. You're a boss, and you're running a company that's very high profile, and you have to be response, you know, responsive to the public. Right. Let's let's say, God forbid, somebody accused Charles of something awful. Would you, you you investigate it? But would you still keep him on the air doing the show every day, standing next to you with those charges out there while the investigation was going on, or would you go, hey, to be on the safe side, let's not have him on camera until we find out more? I, I got to tell you, when you say charges, there is a difference between a real charge mm-hmm. and an allegation. An yeah. yeah, true. And, and, and this is, you know, and again, I'm not saying that it's not true at all. I'm just saying, don't you first investigate before you take this kind of action? Because you know what happens, that, you know, forever he will have this you know, allegation against him. And if it ends up where they say, well, not so that becomes a footnote. Yeah. yeah no, true. you're absolutely right. All right, moving on, because we're almost out of time. I know you got a meeting. Um, you're coming back with uh, Objectified, and I have I, to I, tell you, your lineup for season oh. two of Harvey's show, Objectified on Fox News, is unbelievable. We have been working so hard on this, and I am so proud of this show. Um, you know, this is, the, this is the show that's on Fox News Channel. We're on at uh, 8 o'clock Eastern, 5 Pacific on Sunday night. And the whole idea is that you, you know, I go to really accomplished people and they show me objects that represent di- different periods of their life to kind of get into those periods and figure out the building blocks and how they became who they are. So the people we have, we're going to launch Sunday night with Magic Johnson. And it, it, uh, this episode is amazing. He is amazing. But then the rest of the season, we have Chris Jenner, we have Alex Trebek, we have Pitbull, we have Steven Tyler, we have Pam Anderson, Alex Trebek, Willie Nelson, Dana White. It's such a good lineup, and they're all so interesting. Do you have and- to air the Pitbull episode? Oh, <laughs> What do you mean? I can't stand that guy. It's he's just Mr. He's Mr. Worldwide. <laughs> I just I can't stand him. But he's Can Mr. Worldwide, Kevin. Yeah, yes, Harvey. This this guy ended up in the hospital as a baby because his mom had a lot of cocaine in her system when she gave birth. And explains a lot. All he all this guy knew was Heaven selling fire. drugs. What? And the turnaround in his life is so amazing. And I know, you know, you, you say what you say, but this, we did this interview at this school. He's got 4,000 inner-city kids in Miami, and he built a school for them. And How do you feel I now, Kevin? Right? You're a that dick, Kevin. An, doesn't change his music guy. at all, you guys. Oh he, is an, he is an amazing guy. I think it's a uh, terrific lineup. I, I we don't have time now, but I I want to I want details on hanging out with Willie Nelson for the evening. I really I can't oh, wait. Oh, to no, see no, no, no. Hey, before you you got to let me tell you this before before we go. Okay. Not only did I do the interview with Willie Nelson, you know when I did it? No. Four twenty. Uh oh, ladies right. and gentlemen, how high were you? Go. Harvey is still on, high on <laughs> on his on his tour bus Sweet. right before a concert. Nice. Oh, dear. You you smoked it out with Willie Nelson, right, Harvey? 
Well, that's what you're going to have to see. Oh, come on. <laughs> All right. TMZ.com is the site. Of course, TMZ airs throughout the day at Fox Channel 11. TMZ live at 4 p.m. TMZ Sports Monday through Friday at uh, midnight on uh, uh, Fox Sports 1. And uh, what time again for Fox News uh, this it's Sunday on, night uh, with Magic Johnson? In uh, On the West Coast, it's 5 o'clock, and they replay it at 8 o'clock on Sunday night. And Magic, I'm telling you, well, I he's just been a hero of mine for decades. And that's fine. Same. He opens up. All right, man. Thanks for the time. We'll talk to you next week. Appreciate it. Okay, guys. Bye-bye. It's Kevin and Bean. K-U-Rock. K-R-O-Q. We have a, a pair of passes to the K-Rock Advanced screening of Mission Impossible Fallout. Kevin, we were just talking off the air about how great that series continues to be. Couldn't love it more. Watched every one of them. And how astonishing it is that Tom Cruise in his 50s is still doing so many of his own stunts. As, as valuable a person as he is in the movie business, the fact that he still is put his life on the line to some of those stunts is crazy, right? Agreed. Plus, you qualify for a trip to Paris, the one in France for the world premiere, including a three-night hotel stay and round-trip air flight. I didn't want people to be confused, Dally, that it was right. Paris, California. You know what I'm saying? Sure. This is a game called Kevin's Mission Impossible. Good morning, Mr. Writer. Your mission, if you choose to accept it, is to spell. The K-Rock listener on the line will either say, yes, you can spell the word, or make the more wise decision and say no. This is Kevin's Mission Impossible. Wait! Kevin's face! Wait, hold on. Mission Impossible is the game. Wait! Uh, uh, this is B. You actually said the words, Kevin. I think you're gonna like this game. I do. Um, look, if you're not in the meeting on Friday, this is what you get on Monday. <laughs> All right, well, that is the rule. Okay, <laughs> let's meet our first contestant and play Kevin's Mission Impossible. Uh, let's go to Art in La Puente. Hi. Hey, what up, though? All right, Art. This is gonna be super easy. I'll tell you the word. You tell me whether Kevin is going to be able to correctly spell it or not. The word is misspell. The word is misspell. Will Kevin be able to spell that correctly? Uh, yes. All right. Art says yes. Kevin? M-I-S-P-E-L-L? I'm sorry, Art. I would have loved to have given you those tickets. I cannot. It is M-I-S-S-P-E-L-L. But mm. thank you for playing. Who's next? Well, that sort of sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Steve and Anaheim, hi. Hello. Hi but there. see, it's on the callers. They can choose yes or no whether you'll yeah, spell it's the on word. Them, so it's, right. it's really on them. Thank you, Bean. <laughs> All right, Steve, we're going to ask Kevin to spell the word. He certainly should be familiar with this word. The word is drunkenness. Will Kevin be able to spell drunkenness? No. You say no. <laughs> wow. Hey, right. you don't have to be so sure about it. <laughs> Kevin, you're up. Uh, D-R-U-N-K-E-N. Are there two N's or one N? Um, E-N. N-E-S-S. That is correct, ladies yes. and gentlemen. Wow. Suck it, Steve. Suck it, Steve. All right. Oh, for two. Look at that with Kevin, huh? All right. Let's go to Ann and Tustin. Hi, Ann. Hi. How are you? Good morning, Ann. We're playing Kevin's Mission Impossible. Kevin's Mission Impossible. Your word is conscious. Will Kevin be able to spell the word conscious? Goes along with drunkenness, by the way. No. You say no. Uh, All right, Kevin. Uh, C-O-N-S-C-I-O-U-S. That is correct, Kevin. Wow. Suck it. Look at Ann, 0 for 3. We were hoping to give away some Mission Impossible tickets. (laughs) We should have come up with a better game, Bean. Apparently that's not happening. All right, let's go to uh, Jude in Venice. Hi, Jude. Good morning, Kevin and Bean. Good morning. Jude, here's what you need to know about Kevin is 30 times a day, Kevin is on his Twitter going, I don't know, this word doesn't look right to me. Yet, for some reason, he's a spelling miracle here. Kevin's Mission Impossible. 
All right, Jude, will Kevin be able to spell the word liaison? Liaison. What say you? Uh, all right. I better take the safe route and say no. You say no. All right, Kevin. I think that's a good choice. <laughs> liaison. Huh. L-E-I-S-S-O-N. Congratulations, wow. Jude. You're going to see Mission Impossible. Uh, How many letters off was right. that? Uh, L-I-A-S-O-N? It's very close, Allie. Yeah. It's L-I-A-I-S-O. Uh, oh, don't be so know-it-all there, woman. I mean, at least I have the second letter right. <laughs> Correct. All right, let's move on. we got time for a couple more. Woman? All right. <laughs> let's go to Elsa in Glendale. Hi there. Hello. Hi, Elsa. Your word is relevant. Will she has Kevin to spell able- it fantastic. No, no, no. Will Kevin be able to spell the word relevant for Mission Impossible tickets? Uh, No way in hell. Oh, no way in no hell. No way in hell. I mean, there's a, there come is on. a way, right? There's one way. I mean, if I'm guessing, there's a 1% chance. I mean, come on. All right, Kevin, relevant. R-E-L-E-V-A-N-T. Couldn't be any easier, could it? Boom! Oh, wow. All right, Suck bye, Elsa. Elsa. All right, I think we already have time for one more, I'm sorry to say. All right, let's make it uh, Susan and El Segundo. Hi, how are you? Really sorry that we're not giving away tickets, you guys. <laughs> Susan, will Kevin be able to spell the word daiquiri? Daiquiri is the word. Oh, wow. And by the oh, way, uh, I... here in New Orleans, uh, there are drive through daiquiri stands. And I'm not even joking. That is an actual thing you could buy in the state of Louisiana. Kevin, uh, well, first of all, let's see what Susan says. Yes or no? I'm going to say yes. You say yes. All right, Kevin. Yes. It's a bad choice, Susan. <laughs> no, don't let me down. But daiquiri is difficult. All right, D A C Q. I'm so sorry. It's D A I Q U I R I. But thank you for playing anyway, Susan. Oh, All right. So, how many tickets do we give away? I mean, we give away one. Uh, one. Uh, have a good time at the movie, that guy. <laughs> Kevin's Mission Impossible. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K Rock. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay. I'm very excited to hear what Beer Mug came up with at Aliacon coming up in a few minutes. Yeah, it's going to be pretty good. He um he met some whack jobs. Really? At no. AlienCon there what were a whack surprise, jobs? Right? Oh, that is a surprise. One and living with his mom. What a surprise, right? Also, uh, uh, yeah, a lot of people in that interview were. Also, uh, a World Cup date coming up with some of the crazy news that's coming out of Russia with this World Cup happening. I mean, some really funny stuff. Some nonsense stuff that has nothing to do with soccer. Nothing to do with soccer. (laughs) First, though, how about a little get the uh, reverb ready for me? Sure. How about a little great news? When you wake up, all you hear is bad news. So bad it makes you want to hit the snooze. Kevin and Bean can make that go away. It's time for great news today. Great news. Not everybody in the world that makes the news is a terrible person. There's actually some very nice stuff going on from some very nice people. And that's why we do this feature Monday mornings to make it a little easier to get back to work or school. Uh, Rodney Smith Jr. is his name. He is a Bermuda native, graduated from college with a degree in computer science, but decided 
He didn't really want to go into that field after all. He decided to pursue instead a master's degree in social work at Huntsville, Alabama. And then he started mowing lawns for free one day when he came across an elderly man struggling to mow his lawn. He pulled over to help. And he started thinking, man, I bet there are a lot of people in that situation who that's just a chore they can't handle. So he made it his goal to mow 40 lawns that summer. He reached it so quickly, he decided to take that number up to 100. And he would just look for elderly people and say, hey, can I mow your lawn for you? This inspired him to no, it's not. Okay. This inspired him to start the Raising Men Lawn Care Service, a foundation that not only mows lawns for those in need, but also works to inspire young men and women to make a difference. Last year, he did a cross-country trip called 50 States, 50 Lawns. You can see why this story was appealing to me. Sure. Remember my ill-fated attempt to get a haircut in every state? Yeah, that was ridiculous. I got about 12 states in, and then I had to stop. Uh, so he did it last year. He's doing it again this year, and he's mentoring kids along the way. He was just in Jackson, Mississippi on Friday, Shreveport, Louisiana on Saturday, Little Rock yesterday, Oklahoma City today, and he just goes on and on and on. He's going to wrap up in Alaska and Hawaii in July. So all around the country he's going, and he's mentoring these kids, and he's starting 50-yard challenges with kids he meets and getting them to promise to mow 50 lawns in their own community, show that you can help out in such little ways. And it's great. Like so many of these other stories we've done in Great News, it just snowballs from there. And there's all sorts of donations now and lawnmower companies that are donating equipment. And he's got a website where people can put up submissions about elderly people that they know that might need their help. And it's just expanding over the whole country. And I just think that's a real sweet thing that literally just came to his mind when he saw one old man struggling to mow his lawn. That's and look, cool. at, look at what he turned it into. And that's why Rodney Smith Jr. is the man behind my great news. That is great news. That is. That's lovely. You know how I always say, I wish there was just an app where I could just pet dogs. <laughs> yes. You know when I say that? Sure. Guess what, guys? There's an app? There is a new dog sharing app. Dog, <gasps> dog sharing? It's a app similar to like an Airbnb and Uber, except with people's dogs. If a dog owner has to work a job that requires extra long hours at the office, they can list their dog on the app, and caregivers can then offer to take care of the pet, even take partial ownership of the jo- of the dog while the owner is gone. Or full ownership. Well, no, we're not <laughs> saying that. They never return it, right? No, they, no. They move and they got a dog. Uh, but how great is this? The owner doesn't have to feel guilty. Maybe they just changed careers and they're like, oh my God, my dog's going to be alone for like these hours that the dog never was before. That's awful. Now they don't have to feel bad. And then also families that love dogs but aren't really sure if they want to get a dog mm-hmm. can save hundreds of of dollars by having just a dog three hours a day, four hours a day, give them back. Oh, you guys, this is so great. You can just borrow dogs. You, you're going to have a dog tonight, aren't I you? I am. You know that you have to get the the owner's permission first, though. Well, right? yeah, they vet you. Okay. And, I just want to make sure that you understand that. Because I oh, see no. Allie driving around just looking for dogs. <laughs> <laughs> That's not how it works, Allie. <laughs> I'm just looking on the app for any houses that What's look near familiar. Me? What's near me? What's near me? Come on, guys. Well, 59-year-old dog owner Janet Egan is participating in a dog-sharing schedule. She says that now her poodle is being raised by the community since her schedule became increased increasingly full and it's working out perfectly she said quote there are a lot of people out there who want a dog but are afraid of the full-time responsibility and this might be a good solution for them what's this app called that does sound great right that's what i'm saying it is called steal a dog 
share a share a dog. dog. I think it was an S word. Share a dog, but it's it's pretty cool. It's got like swipe technology on it, so you can just swipe past swipe like left Tinder. Or swipe. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, that dog's ugly. I don't want to go out with that dog. I don't but, think you're going out with them, do you? Oh. Right. And then uh, geo-targeting functionality, uh, reviews for both dogs and caregivers. There's private messages, messaging, so you can kind of chat, get to know the person before you, you know, give up your dog for a few hours a day to this person. But, oh, you guys, share a, a dog. Idea. By the way, I'm getting word that Pippa is running down to the crocodile oh uh, river right God. now. Why would you? Right, why? Exactly. She makes it. Let's why see. Why would you do that? Oh, no! 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 I thought it was going to work out for Pippa today. Uh, that so is much. I was awful. supposed to take care of Pippa this weekend. <laughs> I was using the app. That's my great news. Yeah. Give me time. F you. <laughs> Martha Heft learned to sew when she was five years old. Little did she know that 94 years later, she'd still be doing it. Oh. Heft, who lives in Clearwater, Florida, was featured in a recent video by Palm Beach County Sheriff's Office. Her sewing skills have touched the lives of many around the world, particularly orphans in Puerto Rico after Hurricane Maria, which they're still having huge problems coming back from. In the video, 60 dresses crafted by Heft and some fellow churchmates were delivered to an orphanage by her granddaughter and grandson-in-law, who is the sheriff's uh, department's community outreach coordinator. The colorful dresses made out of donated pattern pillowcases made their way to the Regrasso de Paz which is an orphanage in Puerto Rico, which houses children who are up to 10 years old. Each one has a unique note in it. Smile, because we love you, one read. For us, How about it's a- F you because we have no electricity a year later? How about that in response? No, I think they're, but they're getting clothes at an orphanage, Bean. Okay, all yeah. right. Um, for us, it's a blessing to be cared for by people that don't even know them, says um, Magdalena Jimenez, who runs that orphanage. Um, Hef's crafts, including quilts and blankets, have not only been donated on the island, but have also been dispersed in Haiti. When I was five years old, I started to sew. Now at 99, she's received a certificate of appreciation from the sheriff's office. How crazy is that? She says, as long as God grants me life and health, I'm happy to do this. I just wish I had a little more speed. Did you ever picture... she's an addict, too? No, not speed, not math. Oh, oh, no, I'm speed sorry. meaning she okay. can move faster, All right. so uh, she can get apologies. more done. Step it up, Grandma. So they asked her daughter, "Did you picture your ninety-nine-year-old mother would be doing this?" One officer asked her, and she said, "I never thought she'd be 99. No, sir. <laughs> she did. That's not a quote. <laughs> that was a direct quote. That's from the daughter. only reason you did this story. <laughs> Correct, and that's my great news. The Kevin and Bean Show on K Rock. Mugs were on the air. Just so you know. Oh, hey. I'm, I'm sorry. That Just was me. Talking. I was telling him something is creaking on the floor every time he moves. Oh, I see. Yeah, it's the whole floor. Yeah. Way, we need guy. a new floor in here. Yeah. <laughs> or a new guy, right? Hey, Bugs. Uh, first of all, good to see you. How was your weekend? It was, it was, it was great, actually. Uh, the, the Alien Con in the, at the Pasadena Convention Center was quite spectacular. I didn't, I didn't anticipate pretty much all of Southern California to be there. Mm-hmm. Oh. But they came out in droves, those alien lovers, let me tell you. And this is, uh, what is it, uh, is ufologists talking about uh, aliens? Or yeah, what? there's u- uh, ufologists, um, there are alien fanatics, people who think they've been abducted. I mean, all walks of life show up there, and boy, you put a mic in their face, and they yeah. want to tell you everything they know. Let's play some of you putting a mic in their face. This is Muggs at AlienCon. Space. The final frontier. 
I'm about to go where no K-Rock employee has gone before. And that's to answer the lifelong question. Is there really life out there? Is there? That's it for the music, because that's all he does. <laughs> all right. So now he talks to Nick. And Nick, this might surprise you, lives with his mom. What? I'm good. I'm good, man. I'm here with my mom. First time. AlienCon 2018. It's geeking out. It's pretty cool. Have you always loved the extraterrestrial? Yeah, I basically like kind of grew up um, being raised, telling you know, being told that we were here because of aliens. Who would, who would you say your favorite alien in pop culture is? <laughs> who would that's, you now say? that's a legitimate question. Thank you. <laughs> who would you yeah. say? Because you can be into Gremlins, or you can be into ET, right. or you can be into uh, you know. Bean, you should have been there. Okay. <laughs> um, I don't know, man. Uh, probably ET, dude. Honestly. I think I ET is up there. Uh, now they just riff. <laughs> well, I'm trying to think who else is an alien. Oh, uh, like Alien from yeah. Alien. Or what about like uh, Predator? Pred- oh, see, see, Predator was a dick, though. I don't know. He's pretty badass. Um, Beldar Conehead would be one of my top top. Aliens. That's a good one. So that went on for a while. <laughs> By the way, no love for Alf? Come on. What's up with yeah, you? Yeah, I forgot about oh, Alf. <laughs> I'm here with Alien Con Convention. I'm here with Alien... I'm here with Alien Con attendee. Here, Nelson. Nelson, do you believe in life out there? Yeah, I do. There's some, I believe there's something out there. Sure. Nelson seems as sharp as Muggs. Now Muggs is just talking out loud for some reason and making an observation. I think it would be Bean's dream to be abducted and anally probed by an alien. All right, thank you for okay. that. All right. Uh, that's true, too. Yes, anally probed, no. <laughs> I think that's part of it, though. Yeah. Right? What yeah. if you have to be anally probed? To be abducted so, by aliens, would it be worth it? Uh, I think so. I, would, yeah. I think I would accept yeah. it. I thought. Yeah, I'd be anally probed for less. <laughs> oh, <wow>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I forgot to tell you. Oh. Okay, so this is this is Muggs run, runs into a Kylo Ren dressed person. Okay. Right? And he's got a lightsaber. Sure. So Muggs right. asks if he could borrow the lightsaber and they have a little fight. Oh. And then this is the noise that Muggs makes during the fight that I would never like to hear again. <laughs> I've been defeated by the dark side. Oh. Yeah. Uh, Ali Mo mix coming up. Right? Nope. <laughs> needs to happen immediately. Our next phase in the human evolution is interplanetary contact and trade. This is one of my favorite people. Which they want. That's why they're showing themselves the Phoenix Lights and all these events around the world. Because mankind actually is in dire need of saving. We're overdue for the next shift of the poles. I don't know if you watch Ancient Aliens. But we're 230,000 years overdue for the next polar shift. Did you guys know that? That we're 240,000 years overdue no. for the polar shift? Well, that means it's Which, coming any any second now. Right? Because we're overdue. This is going to be a crustal displacement. Oh. And the aliens don't want us to die. I see. Which is why they built the pyramids and Stonehenge to help stabilize the Earth's processional wobble. <laughs> Did you know that, Allie? What's happening? <laughs> <laughs> He's talking to crazy people that believe in hey. aliens. That's what's happening. Aliens have been around essentially for millions of years. Millions, if not billions of years. They've created this universe. If we're making big bangs, minuscule big bangs in the CERN Collider right now, and they're a million, if not a billion years older than us, they can make big, big bangs. Mm. They can take empty parts of space like ours, create a universe... And seed it. Okay. Uh, we have evolved to the point where 
we we made it. We're the new, we're the now generation. Like what? when other planets have come to this point of evolution, sure. we are now being accepted into the galactic community. Are we? We are going to have first contact February 2nd oh. of 22. Oh. And I don't think my journey ends here. How about that? February wow. 2nd Big of 2022. News. Can't I wait. Know wow. Hey, um, are we hearing his retainer? What are we hearing? Because <laughs> you should be, he's got a little bit of this going on. I think it's a lack of teeth, I think. <laughs> okay. Here <laughs> Alien Con with Victor. And Armando. Victor and Armando, I see you're wearing a certain sort of device on your head. Uh, made of aluminum foil. Now, this is to what for the aliens not to read your read your thoughts. Exactly. What 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 are you so worried about them reading in your mind? Um, the, everything. I, yeah. Everything. Uh, my mind, it's not all right sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't doubt it. Wow. By the way, that's a great question that bugs ask. What do you think they're going to get if they read your mind? Yes. Yeah. What's, hard- the, what, what's the fear of an alien reading your mind? Right? Hard-hitting investigative journalism is what I do. Right. That is what you do. Um, the, everything. I, yeah. Everything. Everything. My mind, it's not all right sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> the Kevin and Bean Show. The world-famous K-Rock. World Cup. Kevin's about a, a 10 on the World Cup. I'm about a 7, 7.5. I like that I'm, you're a 7, 7.5. That makes me happy. I, I'm enjoying it very much, and I'm very excited about England, who is my uh, my favorite team that plays at 11 o'clock this morning. But, Kevin, even beyond soccer, even for folks who have, like most Americans, have no interest in the soccer, there's a lot of great stuff going on in Russia right now for World Cup. Well, first of all, Nigeria fans believe that their lucky charm is a live chicken. Oh, this is your team, Allie. Yeah, I'm Next, listening. Uh, Allie is Team Nigeria because mm-hmm. she loves the outfits, Kevin. They apparently, they asked if it was possible to go to the stadium with a chicken. Okay. And they paint that chicken their colors. No. <laughs> and, yes, and then they feel like that's their lucky charm. So okay. they were asking if they could bring chickens into the stadium. Okay, but just one chicken. Like, they all got a together and said one. Nigerian chicken. fans oh, wanted to bring no. in chickens. Now, oh. did they want to bring their own lucky chickens all the way from Nigeria to the games in Moscow? Or were they going to just, like, hustle and try to find some Russian chickens on their way to the <laughs> game that day? It doesn't really say that because they checked with the Russian officials and FIFA, and they all said, no, you can't bring a live chicken into a sporting event. That I think that's sense. I think that's a good decision. Probably actually. a pretty good choice. Uh, next up is a fortune-telling cat. This always happens. <laughs> it just drives me crazy. <laughs> I can't stand this, but they do it at every sporting event. Remember the octopus? Oh, sure. When was that? Eight, four years ago? Eight years ago? I think so, yeah. This is a fortune-telling cat. So what they do is they put uh, cat food on mm-hmm. each side, one by the Russian flag okay. and one by the Saudi Arabian flag, sure. which is the this first, the first game. opening game. Yeah, But this was a Russian cat, right? Yes. Did the Russian cat have any choice but to make the right decision in Russia? I mean, Russia? it could have eaten the food by the Saudi Arabian flag bean. And then they would have just replaced it with a different cat. How mm. They would have erased that cat that from is... history. <laughs> a cat in St. Petersburg named Achilles, who is reputed to have psychic powers, predicted the victor in the first of the World Cup, Reuters reports. Achilles is deaf, which his minders say means he won't be easily distracted while making his prediction. How about that? Ah. Oh, he's deaf. So he, yeah. can't, he, he can't hear all the smack talk. Or he's faking it. Who knows, right? Right. Though he can see. 
When offered to choose between two bowls of food, Achilles chose the one with the Russian flag, dismissing Saudi Arabia's hopes for winning in Moscow Thursday. I'm not positive that the cat dismissed its chances of winning. Dismissed uh, it. I mean, five they, to nothing, Kevin. He wasn't wrong. That's true. <laughs> that is true. Russia is considered one of the weakest teams in the tournament despite home advantage. Yeah, they won five to nothing. Um, this one is the one of the most shocking stories, and this is a woman in the government in Russia, and they're they're pretty racist there. What it turns out, and homophobic, and they are um, giving out warnings to the women there. Okay, don't sleep with foreigners that aren't white. No. That is happening. According to a Reuters post, a Russian lawmaker warned that Russian women should not have sex with non-white foreign men during the World Cup because they could get pregnant and end up with children who would be discriminated against in Russia. Okay, so she doesn't, she's not racist. Right. It's just the kids. She's right. looking out for you. Might you know how people are. Mm-hmm. You know how other people are racist. <laughs> <laughs> it's not her. Tamara Pletniova, who is the head of Parliament's Committee for Families, Women, and Children, said that because many of the so-called children of the Olympics, born after the Moscow 1980 Games, face discrimination, Russian women should stay away from non-white foreigners. I mean, honestly, don't, don't you, Look, if you're in a, in a position of power, don't you just say st- stay away from foreigners? Kevin, Do have you have to you, say non-white foreigners? Have you been to America lately? We, this is practically where we're at right now. Oh, please. It's nothing like this. It is. Oh, Are you kidding please. me? Please. Uh, this could have been this could have been Russia. It could have been America. It's I mean, it's t- it's gross oh, and it's terrible. Ridiculous. All right. Let's get she went on to say that while she is not a nationalist, right. she doesn't want to see children suffer or abandoned. Again, it's not me. It's just I'm concerned about the kids that are mm-hmm. going to be hurt. Meanwhile, the Argentinian National Football Association. Put- All right. What do you think the Ar- Argentinian Association is doing? Well, they're not pleased with the with her comments, certainly. Right. Probably. What do you think the National Argentina group is doing? Maybe they're saying, okay, if if we can't have sex with Russian women, maybe we just do butt stuff so no babies will come out. <laughs> no. I mean- <laughs> it's a decent guess. Listen to this. Put out a manual telling men step by step how to pick up Russian women no! during the war. Yes. <laughs> yes. No way. Is that Argentina. real? Yes. Oh, Argentina rules so hard. They do. How funny <laughs> is that? This is how to pick up Russian women. Wow. That'll show them. And then I do have to tell you about one story. Uh, about soccer, and that is Mexico mm-hmm. beat Germany. Yeah. Now Germany is considered the best in the world. Last, they are the current World Cup champs, right? Last World Cup, they tied one and they won every other game, including okay. Including the semifinal, I think they won seven to one. So everybody expected them to win all games, right? Mexico scored in the thirty-fifth minute. Give and go, Chicharito from Guardado. Here he comes. Hernandez leads it. Lozano cutting, looking, shooting. Lozano, goal. Mexico leads. And this stadium absolutely erupts. The entire Mexico bench was off their seats to greet the team. And this bad one, Carlos Osorio, terrific goal from Lozano, one of their rising young stars, only 22 years of... 
of age, I'm sure he said. I cut that off. <laughs> he's 20, hangs up on everyone. He's 22 years old. He scored a, a goal in the 35th minute, and then they held on for the whole rest of the game and beat and beat Germany. Oh, wow. And they say, and I don't know if I believe this or not, mm-hmm. that, that actually they checked the exact second of the goal, mm-hmm. and in Mexico... It didn't register as an earthquake, but it did register on the Richter scale. Like seismic activity. Yes. Because everyone was jumping up and down. Yes. <gasps> That's what they're saying. That's I believe amazing. It. Right? I believe it. It's I, crazy. I believe it, too. And it was crazy. And congratulations, Mexico. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Hallie, are you going to survive this? I don't. There's... It's happening. Say it. No. Nope. Say it. <laughs> I stopped myself tonight. I'm just saying there's something in my throat. Okay. And I don't know. It just, it won't go away. Okay. I can't right. get rid of it. Well, do the best <clears> you can <throat> here. Monday morning, Kevin and Bean Show, 753. What's happening, Sicky? Well, Beyonce and Jay-Z gave fans a sweet, sweet gift on Saturday. They dropped their joint album, Everything is Love. It's a nine-track LP. They announced it on their On the Run tour, too, in London on Saturday. Uh, the audience there went wild once it hit Twitter. People were losing their minds. Um, you're going to hear the couple opening up about everything from love child allegations to Jay-Z's cheating scandal. Hmm. And there is a song called Ape S. And we've got a clip of it. Stepping outside nope. of that limo. My nerves are such a mess. But hopefully all you noticed was my knockout dress. Uh-huh. I was very surprised that Beyonce yeah. was rapping. And I love making you laugh. I've been working so hard. Yeah. Time and a half. I don't. I don't think that was. I've. Uh, I've actually got it. Oh, I got okay. a, a clip okay, from the ape s. Those are, yeah, those are just so rubber chickens right, doing total. I, I have it. Okay. You want, you want the Jay-Z clip? I would like Jay-Z that, Jay-Z and Beyonce. Yeah. Okay. Mr. Bombastic. Baby, fantastic. Touch me in my back, Mr. Roll. That is uh, Beer Mug doing shake. Oh, okay. Yeah. You mean Jay-Z and Beyonce? Yes, please. Okay. Tell the Grammys, oh, they had over eight-ish. Have you ever seen a crowd going eight-ish? I mean, that's a good song to me. That's oh. a real good song. It's a real good album, you guys. I love that. Oh, well, uh, Bean had mentioned I was not prepared for Beyonce rapping right. in this. Um, so I had Omar pull a clip, an isolate, just a clip of her rapping as well. Is there nothing she can't do? Uh, this says no. Keep her man satisfied. Boom! <laughs> yeah, that was a joke. Everybody, don't email me. That was a joke. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. Um, yeah. You, you've heard the whole album. I have. I like it very much. It's all good. Okay. Very much. Yeah. So what, they released it to title for one day, and then they were like, ah, ain't nobody buying it here. Let's it's release weird. it everywhere. It's a weird strategy. Yeah. Spotify, yeah. Because a lot of people probably didn't even know about it until this morning. So it's weird that now it's available for free on Spotify when they could have at least maybe got a few people to sign up for Tidal to hear it if they kept it exclusive. But now it's everywhere now. Huh. Interesting. Huh. Mm. Um, not sure if you guys saw this, but Friday night was Star Wars night at the Dodgers game. And the late Carrie Fisher's daughter, Billy Lord, threw out the first pitch. Wearing her mother's signature buns. It 
was adorable. You were sobbing. Adore. I I loved it. I loved every <laughs> second of it. I just she's just such a she's a good kid. And by kid, she's in like her mid twenties. But whatever, <laughs> I do enjoy Billy Lord. I think she's becoming quite the actress herself. But um, she said it was the most surreal, incredible time. She had little butterflies from walking on the field. So it was just good to see. Did her pitch make it all the way to the plate? Uh yes. Okay. Oh, Kevin. All right then. I mean, no, she didn't fall on the mound. Okay. Is what I'm saying. And that was a different time. But okay. okay. Oh, so the first time your pitch didn't make it to the plate. Then the second time. Also didn't make it to the plate and fell. And fell. (laughs) So good. I think it's time to go back. Uh, I I do too. I feel like redemption Mm. could be yours. Absolutely. By the way, uh, Mm. a quick shout out to the unbelievable L.A. Dodgers in Mm -hmm. this past three weeks, by the way. Right. They're the hottest team in baseball right now. It's very exciting. They're surging. Sure. I believe is what you call it. Uh, Remember when we were talking about how badly they were doing like three uh, weeks ago and everybody was like, look, there's still 7,000 games this year and this season, so take it easy. We got time. Uh, Yeah, they're like 21 of 27 or something crazy like that. I mean, it's just been been super fun. Two out of three against the Giants this weekend. Well done, boys. Well done. Well, it looks like Emma Roberts will be back on the upcoming season of American Horror Story. She posted on Instagram yesterday dressed as Madison Montgomery and saying, surprise, bitch. Bet you've seen The Last of Me, implying that she would now be back for Murder House Coven. It's a crossover, you guys. Okay. Here's the thing. She was last seen on season three, but this now is going to be season eight. Ryan Murphy also tweeted the Coven Murder House AHS crossover season won't be happening next year because it's happening this year. Wow. AHS number eight, witches rule this September. You guys, we're getting it this September. How about that? You usually I'm, hear it's like three years away. Absolutely. I'm telling you, after cool. last year's cult, I am so in for this. And we already know all these people will be back. Sarah Paulson, Evan Peters, Kathy Bates, Billy Eichner, Leslie Grossman, and they've added Joan Collins mm. to this one. So I am pumped for this one. Murder House Coven. It's a crossover. Who's <laughs> excited? Besides me. You? Um, this is really interesting news. Um, remember when um, Fleetwood Mac decided that they were going to be replacing Lindsey Buckingham mm-hmm. on guitar and vocals? Mm-hmm. So they got Neil Finn, of course, from Crowded House, and then Mike Campbell that played with Tom Petty. Well, now it looks like they're all hitting the road, and the set list will include tunes from Crowded House and Tom Petty. Huh. And they're looking to do some recording with that lineup as well. <gasps> Interesting. I love Credit House so much. You guys. I think ultimately they are going to and are going to want to get back together with Lindsey Buckingham. I think they're split right now because Lindsey didn't want to go on this tour. Mm-hmm. And they do. But I think ultimately when they get back to the studio, he'll be there. You think? I do. I mean, I think he's an extremely significant part of it. Way to take the energy out of that story. Right? I was super pumped for Neil Finn. It's like, <laughs> I mean, maybe that... we're going to hear some Better Be Home soon. I love that... Crowded House, Allie just said. And right? then you had to crush your dreams. <laughs> I mean, look, it could happen. <laughs> just saying, maybe if Lindsey Buckingham wasn't such a dick, he'd be on tour with him. All right, fair enough. <laughs> <sighs> Some birthdays for you. We've got 21 Pilots drummer Josh Dunn, singer Blake Shelton, and singer Paul McCartney. What should we play this hour from Paul? Let's do the hang up again, shall we? I don't know if we'll ever have a chance to do this again, Sir Paul, but thank you so much for the time. It's a real honor to have you on the program today. That's a nice, really nice interview. So, all right, I hope to see you at the gig. 
Absolutely, sir. Thanks for the call. Make it a date. <laughs> Thank you. Bye bye. See you guys. Bye. Oops. <laughs> well, he was saying. He was saying goodbye. Technically, he was saying goodbye. The oops, though, it is the best. Oops. <laughs> oh, and that's what's happening. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K Rock. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Ali, you were obsessed with this story of sabotage. 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 This is insanity. Okay. This has to do with a young man. His name is Eric Abramovitz. Um, He was training for this moment his whole life. He wanted to study under one of the best clarinet teachers on the planet. This kid was this elite musician, won a ton of awards. He had gone through this process of just competing against all these people. It was now down to him and another guy. So he was living Jimmy Kimmel's dream life to continue right. as a clarinet player for the rest of his life. Rather than have to give it up and be a stupid talk show host. Yes. That was his full-on plan is to play clarinet. That was his clarinet. first dream. His first dream was to be a clarinetist. Yes. Come on, Exactly. Guys. So this kid is living the dream. But a clarinet let, is what we're saying. Let Eric Abramovich <laughs> I mean, honestly, live his go best with, life. Go with the sax, dude. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, so it was down to him and another guy. This is for a full-ride scholarship to a prestigious music conservatory here in L.A. Okay. He then gets the email that he is not going to be joining... His favorite clarinet dude out there in L.A. He did not make it. He was devastated. Like, worst. Yeah. That sucks because you can wait for months for that yes. to come at something. Yeah, and it, it really changed things. He got, he was depressed. He went through this whole depression. Uh, then turned out. Um, but he didn't give up on the clarinet, did he, Allie? He certainly didn't. <laughs> but um, turns out uh, his girlfriend at the time intercepted. An email that said, oh, yeah, you got in. Congratulations. Full ride. Woohoo. Intercepted, Intercepted it. it. Changed the wording of it. Put it on a new email oh. from an email account she made up saying you that he hell. was rejected. She then made an email for Eric, sent it to the teacher and said, I'm just not going to be able to make it for this. I'm going to be elsewhere. But thank you, you know, for so the she opportunity. She told him he didn't get in. She told the, the institution that he didn't want to go. Absolutely. What? So they, you know, he's depressed. It's awful. They dated about six more months. And then he decided. Spock sabotaged the system. He was still. Really wanted to audition for a place at USC because this teacher now was going to be at USC. Was he still playing the clarinet? He sure was. (laughs) Okay, back to you. So he uh, did the audition, did everything, wound up getting in at USC, obviously nowhere near the scholarship that he had originally gotten. But the teacher said, why now? Why when you rejected me? And the kid was like, wait, you rejected me. And then kind of left it at that. They were like, no, you did. No, you did. Kind of left it like that. And then a few weeks after that, another kid from the school was like, why didn't you come when you had the chance to study under him for a full ride? And he's like, because I got rejected. What? What's happening? Started putting two and two together. Got people involved uh, with some computer know-how. Mm-hmm. Turns out it was the girlfriend the whole time. That's insanity. Found out it was her. And a judge ruled... 
and sided with Abramovitz. He has uh, sued his ex-girlfriend, and he won $300,000 in general damages, including loss of reputation, loss of educational opportunity, and loss of two years of potential income. And as a bonus, the judge was like, F that chick. I'm going to tack on an extra fifty grand for Yay! her despicable interference wow. in his career. That's a it's horrible thing to do. Is what she did illegal? Is there any legal avenue this kid can take? I, I would wonder. assume it was illegal. I mean, didn't he sue her in court? Yeah. And win? Oh, is that is that what this... The judge the, cited yes. The judge came from... Okay. It yes. was against her. Got yes. it. Yes. Yeah. But I wonder if she is uh, eligible. He may have sued her for damages, but I wonder if she's guilty of any crime, I guess, is what I'm asking. For hacking into somebody's email. Impersonating two separate people, really. Yeah, maybe so. That's a, that, is a, that's a, that must have been stunning for him to have been walking around with that hanging over his head right, for a couple right. of years. Slumped. And then to find out not only had he been accepted to the program, but it was somebody that he loved and was living right. with that did that. What was her motive, Allie? Oh, she wanted him to stay. She didn't want him to leave. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I'm just saying, clarinet dude must have been putting it down, right? <laughs> <laughs> he has something going on that we don't there, know about. There's no way clarinet dude was putting it down. <laughs> if, he can, if he can keep a lady, I don't know. Well, that's the topic on the table is sabotage. We're talking about sabotage. I don't know that we're going to have anything as awful as this. I kind of hope not. But we are looking for somebody sabotaged you, right? That's what we're looking for. Or you yeah. sabotage somebody. Yeah, right. or, or you could be the saboteur. Absolutely, yeah. So somebody did something to make sure that something didn't happen or did happen to a person. That's what we're looking for right now. What kinds of things do you think we're going to get for, for sabotage? I'm sure there are a lot of people who have, have monkeyed around with email. You know, I want to make sure you don't get that party invitation and things like that, I bet. I don't know. I mean, I can't imagine there's anything, like you said, worse than this. Yeah, I mean, I hope really not. really bad. I hope not. But I, I'm sure there are some people who've been done dirty, though. Some sure, people have had, sure. you know, had their, uh, you know, had their bank account cleaned out by a boyfriend or something like that. Sure. So, so it's going to be a fun conversation for everybody right? to relive these memories, right? Pretty good times. So we're looking for you. Uh, we're sabotaged. Or you were the saboteur, you can call us right now, 1-800-520-1067. We'll take your calls next on K-Rock. Kevin and Bean on K-Rock, K-R-O-Q. Let's take one call and make it Neil in Fullerton. Good morning, Neil. Hey, how you doing? Hey, real quick, like, I live with my girlfriend, had another girl come over. She decides to get her lips put up and put lipstick on her my girlfriend's pillow, turn the pillow upside down, and used her hairbrush. Got caught. Wait. Okay. Okay. The topic. The topic is sabotage. So she did that on. She sabotaged. You did that on purpose so that your girlfriend would see that you had had another woman in the bed. Exactly. Why? That's a woman for you. (laughs) Says the dude that was cheating on his live-in girlfriend with another chick. (laughs) I'm going to let that stand, Neil. Guess what I did to her, though. I don't. I don't think I want to know. And cut her hair. <laughs> Neil, you sound you sound awful. Right, let's say yeah. uh, thank you for the call. You sound like an awful human being. <laughs> wow, I am a team team girlfriend. Are you right? guys? <laughs> Remember the Neil times, you guys? Let him do his great, huh? He got two women to date him. By the way, oh. they're nice guys out there. Can't get one. What's yeah. up with that? 
Allie brought us a story about a musician who was up for a prestigious scholarship. He got the scholarship but didn't know it for years because his girlfriend faked that he didn't get the scholarship. She sabotaged him. And that's what we're uh, talking about here this morning on The Kevin Bean Show at one 800 Have you ever sabotaged anyone on purpose or have you been sabotaged? Why don't we start with, uh, let's go to Sue Long Beach, please. Line one, taking your calls. Text as well, same number, one 800 Good morning, Sue. Hi, how are you? We are good, thank you. You were you were sabotaged. Yes, I was by my mother. Your mother? Oh. Okay, what happened? Well, my mother and my older brother decided they were going to lie to me for years about who my dad was, so that they could get lots of money out of him, and I wouldn't be able to tell him the truth. All right, I'm trying to. So they told. So they told another dude. Was he? Was he your brother's father? Uh, yes. Okay, so He's they my told... my brother's father. Your they brother's... They look exactly like. Okay. So they told him that you were his kid as well so that they could get a lot of money from him. No, what she did is she told me I wasn't his kid so that I would stay away from him and not be able to tell him the truth. Oh, wow. I see. Wow, this... Uh, yeah. We were trying to have fun. Yeah, yeah this, got, this got real sad. This got painful, man. You should be on with 23andMe right now instead of us. Hey, Carmen, I found my dad. He's an amazing guy. Carmen okay. is what it is. My mom's gone and my brother's sister, so hey, I won. <laughs> okay. All right. Why don't we just leave it there? It so fast. It really did. All right. Look, let's try to goof goof around here, people. <laughs> let's try. That was, try uh, there, was some, there was some pain there, you guys. Right? Let's go to line five. Let's say hi to Alana. She is in Corona up next on the Kevin Mead Show. Alana, um, something a little cheerier, please. Um, well, I'm in Sherman Oaks, actually. Okay. Uh, and uh, pretty much, uh, so I went. I was talking to a guy online, and my roommate at the time said, oh, you won't like him. I went to high school with him. He's such a nerd. Um, just all of this bad bad stuff about him. And I went uh, to Israel for two weeks, and I came back, and she had logged into my computer and started dating him. <laughs> oh, my. So she told you he was terrible, so you would lose interest, and then she hit on him. Yeah, and so when I came back, all my friends were like, well, why are you mad you never dated him? I said, that's not the point. She logged into my computer like, that's shady. Is she still your roommate? Yeah, she was my roommate. I had three. I I was one of four roommates, and thank goodness I didn't share a room with her. But I was stupid and forgave her, and then we still lived together. And when I lost my grandfather, she told me after a week, you're bringing me down. You need to get over him. Whoa. And then she was like, because we used to do it, me and your grandfather. <laughs> well, it might surprise me because my grandfather was like that. So- oh, no. <laughs> that story wow, is Wow, it really does. This is the weirdest. I wrote her a letter as with lyrics from the Dixie Chicks, not ready to make nice. I was so pissed. This uh, wow. this is the weirdest collection of folks we've ever talked to, but thank right. you very much, so Alana. Thank we you, appreciate it. Uh, dear Kevin and Bean, this one comes in uh, text from the 612. Where's the 612, you guys? Don't know. When I, when I tried to move out of an apartment I shared with my ex-girlfriend, she got into my email, sent replies to every apartment inquiry that I had sent out saying that I was a psycho murderer. She cleaned out my bank. She emailed my coworkers, told Holy them I was a heroin addict. She changed all my passwords, then called the police and said I had tied her up as a prisoner for the last few weeks. 
Fortunately, the police saw right through her drunken BS and called me. Good times. That's Cliff writing in. That's uh, That sounds like a nightmare as well. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, that's a woman for you, though, right? Huh? No, Neil. <laughs> that's what we learned. All right, we got time for one or two more, Kevin. Who do you like I here? I mean, I like it's tough, to, tough to say because we're trying to get lighthearted calls. All right, let's go to Paul in Los Angeles. Hi, Paul. Hey, how's it going? Good, thank you. Now, it looks like maybe you were the saboteur in this case? Yeah, I was like a complete dick to my, my wife at the time. She got into a school in Kansas for mm-hmm. veterinary school. Right. And I didn't want to go to Kansas, so I was like, dude, I'm going to totally just, like, blow up my relationship so I don't have to be the one to break up with her because I actually did like her. Oh, well, this was your wife. What's up? This was your wife, not just a, a yeah. girlfriend? Well, she's my wife now, but at the time oh. she was my girlfriend. Okay. She's still it- your wife? <laughs> That is shocking. Wait a minute. minute. So you blew up the relationship so you wouldn't have to move to Kansas, and now you're still with her? Yeah, basically she got waitlisted at a local school, got into the local school, then I was like, damn it, I have to... Stay with her? (laughs) That's women for you. Right, Right, Paul? (laughs) Thank you for the call. Let's try Jesse. What is going on? Let's try Jesse line six while we get to that one. Dear Kevin and Bean, I was the slowest guy on my high school cross-country team my freshman year in high school. The very last race of the year, I convinced one other runner to hang back with me. And then I torched him on the last 100 meters. (laughs) I wasn't last that time. That's awesome. See, that's that's what we were looking for. That's comedy, right? There. That's fun for everybody. <laughs> All right, let's see if uh, Jesse can have us go out on a high note here. Hey, Jesse. Oh, hello. <laughs> nope. <laughs> it's the Kevin and Bean Show, the world famous K Rock. Uh, so I just like to take the temperature of the room. Mm-hmm. Allie, you're interested in this next story? Uh, not at all. Okay. I hate it so much. It's the worst thing I've ever heard. Chip? I know you're going to hate it, so I love it. You know I'm going to hate it. Yep. Okay, so I don't know what it is, but Bean loves it. Well, I know you're going to hate it, so I love it, too, okay. actually. Although I am intrigued by it. Look, look, look. This is not for me, okay? In fact, it's not for you. It's not for anyone I know. But it is for this guy. So before we get into the story. I'm just uh, wondering, maybe this isn't a suitable subject for the children. I mean, I think that's it. Parental discretion is advised. Now, I have to warn you. Some of this footage that you're about to see is clearly inappropriate for young viewers. Due to mature subject matter, viewer discretion is advised. All right, did we handle it? If you have little children and you allow them to listen to the following conversation, you are a bad parent. A really bad parent. You are seriously f***ed up. You with your illegitimate kids and your bad judgment and whatnot. It's not just kids. This is awful across the board. Okay, awful across the board. Wow, I'm excited. What is it? Here's the headline from uh, Vice.com. This guy served his friends tacos made from his own amputated leg. Oh, Oh. no, no. No. hungry. I know you want to judge, Kevin, but let me tell you the story I feel like it doesn't matter what Uh -uh. the story is. I can judge. Okay, but what if I tell you that this wasn't one of these awful things where somebody, like, kills the rabbit and serves it to the family and they don't know they're eating the pet? He served him his leg! And they all knew about it in advance and signed off on it and voluntarily ate his leg. Let me tell you the story. He goes, he's on Reddit. His name is uh, Shiny on Reddit, okay? (laughs) He was involved in a terrible motorcycle accident. A car ran into him careened into a ditch. His foot was shattered to the point that he would never walk on it again. When the doctor asked if he wanted to amputate, his one question was, 
Can I keep it? The doctor said yes. Now, here's the only point in the story where (laughs) I said, hold on, hold on. I'm having the same thought you did, which is they never let you walk out of there with your kidney or with your finger or whatever it is. Not buying it. But he said the reason he was able to do it is because there is a religious exception. Hospitals have policies where they will release your body parts to you because of a religious exception where you have to be buried whole. So I signed the paperwork and they gave it to me. They gave it to me in a they gave me my foot in a red plastic bio waste bag. I brought it out to the car and I immediately put it in a cooler. Yeah, it was pretty bizarre. And by the way, he has photographs of this every yeah, step don't, of the way. Don't need Mm-mm. photographs of any of it. Mm-mm. I got back to my place and I froze it. I couldn't find a taxidermist who would take me seriously. Freeze drying was too expensive. He goes on and on and on in this Reddit post about all the things he was thinking about. He was thinking about casting it in plaster and using it as a doorstop. He was thinking about <laughs> lots of... <laughs> so he said, when I got back to my house, I took the foot out and it was pretty gross. It was covered in blood. But after I cleaned it off, I was Come pleasantly on. surprised. Need that kind no. of detail. I was pleasantly surprised by how well preserved it was. I had right. four friends with me at the time and mm-hmm. it was so surreal. They picked it up and they were playing with it. it it didn't no. seem like a foot. It just seemed like an object, not a piece of a person. There was no emotional connection I could think about at all. That was the weirdest part. No, sir. He and his friends apparently had had a conversation about if they could ethically eat human meat. In oh. other words, why? Not, no, not, no one has that conversation for real, though. Allie, don't leave. Don't leave. Allie, come back. Come on. This is an important conversation for society. <laughs> they, they wanted to know, they had this conversation, if they could ethically eat eat human meat if they would. And they agreed that they would. They would, just for the story, they would like to try it. Not if they, for their example, it wasn't if they had to, if they were, a plane went down and, you know, they had to eat something like they were forced to eat. Right, that's just not for the, fun. Just to see, just to see no. what it would be like. No. And by the way, it is uh, not illegal. It turns out only in one state in America is cannibalism illegal, and that is Idaho, where you simply eat human flesh that lands you in prison. Everywhere else, though, cannibalism they don't explicitly make it illegal because there's already laws about murder, about buying and selling human meat, about cutting up a corpse, things like that. So it's legal. So he invited 11 friends over, and 10 said yes. The invitation said, remember how we always talked about if we ever had the chance to ethically eat human meat, would you do it? Well, I'm calling you on this. We're doing this or what? 10 said yes, and they showed up, and they prepared it. Bean? Yeah. Yeah. I have a note here from Dave that says, Allie is legit dry heaving. Oh, Allie, <laughs> come on. <laughs> I uh, have a friend who's a chef. I told him my idea after thinking about it for a couple days, and he said, okay, let's do this. I'm going to prepare it. Let's get everybody together tomorrow night. I marinated it overnight. We sauteed come it with on. onions and peppers, salt and pepper and lime juice. Then we no. served it on corn tortillas with tomatillo sauce. Nope. He has the full recipe. How did it taste, you're wondering, Kevin? I'm not at all. This particular cut was super beefy. It had a very pronounced beefy flavor to it. The muscle I cut was tough and chewy. It tasted good, but the experience wasn't the best. Really? uh, It wasn't the best thing they ever tasted? Uh, he's asked in an interview, you also wrote that this mail helped give you closure on the accident. He said, it sucked the whole time. I remember flying through the air. I remember getting hit. I remember sitting in the forest, taking off my helmet, feeling the burning pain. I looked down, my foot was hanging off. And I thought one broken. day we'll eat that. <laughs> so he said, you know, he said this was kind of a nice way to put that chapter behind him and to share an experience with his friends. It was no. a pivotal transition time. No. And they don't, uh, they don't regret it, by the way. So... 
apparently everybody was happy with this uh, with this uh, decision. He and all his friends. Not one of his friends was grossed out by that. One friend spit it back into a napkin after eating and said he didn't want to. He tried it. He didn't want to eat anymore. So apparently, not everyone was happy. You're a li- you're a liar. Well, he, he you're a lying in, liar who lies. He spit into a napkin, but the other ones had you know came back for more tacos. Look, what did I say at the beginning? It's this a horrible is, story. This isn't for me, right? It's not for you, right? It's probably not for anyone we know. Ali left five minutes ago. But it's a thing that happened. Right. We're getting some great reaction from our listeners. <laughs> oh, we are. I am gagging. This story is so awful. Yeah, let's. This is the worst thing ever. Let's wrap this up. Um, I wouldn't try it. And I've had some weird meats. Um, I, too, am legit heaving. Please end this topic. Agreed. So it's, it sounds like you want to hear more. Okay, so this guy. I don't feel like that's what it sounds like. Mission accomplished. Nope. It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-Rock. K-R-O-Q. Q. Let's go back by satellite to Australia. Pippa is making another attempt oh, down by the river. God. Let's see if Pippa can get by Casey the Crocodile this time. <laughs> oh! No! Oh, not this time. I'm so sorry, Pippa. We'll try again tomorrow. 937, Monday morning. Allie, what's happening? So unlike you, Bean. That's what I was right? just thinking, is that that's the kind of thing that I would play to annoy Bean. Yes. Look, it makes me super sad that yeah, this owner sure. allowed Obviously. Pippa to get yeah. like a, the range of a jaws of a crocodile. But Pippa kind of had it coming, right? Pippa was for, being a little dick. Yeah, well, but for, it was, ten, for 10 years, Pippa tormented Casey the crocodile. And at some point, <laughs> that's you know, because karma, the, bitch. I think that's because the owners. Yeah, that's on do the it. owners. That's on yeah. the owners. Yeah, I thought I thought she would make it that time. I was very disappointed yeah. to hear that no. one. Way Shocking that, in that pre-recorded tape that you had. <laughs> Kevin, how was your Father's Day? Good. Good. Thank you. Yeah. Good. Um, oh, I forgot to tell you, I did get a um, a gas a one gallon gas can with a five dollar bill taped to it, just in case the zero club doesn't work out for me. <laughs> that's very nice. Very nice. Um, well, uh, Tommy Lee uh, is being mm. real Tommy Leeish. And he posted an Instagram of him with his dad. But it's it's really what he wrote that um, got his son Brandon thinking, wow, you're a D-bag. So he wrote, sometimes I feel like I failed as a father because my kids don't know the value of things. They break something, they don't care because they know they'll get a new one. If they hurt someone, they don't care because people tell them it's okay. I never wanted this for my kids. I not I know I'm not fully to blame because their mom has a lot to do with it, enabling bad behavior and buying things when they weren't good. But I guess I hoped at the end of the day they would end up kind. I love them dearly, don't get me wrong, but man, sometimes it's tough watching your kids grow up without those morals. Wow. I love my boys, but they can be assholes too, and that's the truth. Cue honest guy music. Um he posted this on Father's Day. So his son Brandon sees it and responds, Remember what happened last time you said this, S? You gotta show up to be a dad, big guy. Oof. If you think we're so bad, which I can sure you were not then you should have showed up to a few more birthdays and baseball games. Someone like you couldn't raise a man like me. I'm twice the man you'll ever be. He added, once again, painting our family in a negative light. Who the F are you? Just move on, dude. We all have. Or I'll put you right back to effing sleep. Talking about when he uh, he punched his dad. And uh, then his dad called the cops. There was this whole thing. There this was a restraining on, order. on Father's Day. Uh, yeah, all this came out on Father's Day. And then... Okay. Just, but at least it was private. Just communication. No, this is all on them, Instagram. Right? But oh. then um, then Brandon just to kind of 
really sock it to his dad after his dad posted all that. He shared video of his fight with Tommy, which resulted in his father being knocked unconscious. So there's just video of Tommy Lee unconscious on Father's Day. How was your Father's Day, guys? Give us a call right now. Is it better? <laughs> like that, what? Wow. Not cool. First of all, Tommy Lee, stop it. You're old enough to know better to start to start these fights with your children. Yeah. What are you doing, dude? When your know, life looks at you funny, take the fast lane. Okay. <laughs> no, if that helps. You know, uh, if you mess with the bull, mm-hmm. go for the gold. No, nope. it's something to do with horns. But when life throws you a curveball, uh-huh. lemonade. Well, I think it's lemonade. Mm. Uh, Doesn't make sense. Life throws you lemons. Uh, if you if you mess with the bull, mm-hmm. get back on that horse. Again, horns. Different. It's like life is like a snare drum. Uh-huh. Whack it. Okay, I mean that one. I think that would make sense. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so Nine Inch Nails did a little uh, three-night residency in Las Vegas over the weekend. And this just made me laugh really hard because um, a reporter from Rolling Stone was there at the gig on Friday night and said that this is what Trent Reznor said. We're going to do a mood shift. Instead of some happy, upbeat songs, we're going to switch it up and do something melancholy. <laughs> Which I just think is phenomenal. He's a pretty funny dude that doesn't get credit for being a pretty funny dude. I didn't I didn't hate that at yeah. all. But here's the part of this article that just blew me away. Only six of Friday night's 21 tunes overlapped with the ones they played on the first night. Wow. That's amazing. That's pretty, pretty good. And by the way, they have six shows coming up at the Palladium in L.A. in December. So chances are pretty good if you're going to more than one show, you're not going to see the same set list. If they're doing that this early in Vegas. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Right. Hope you don't have a favorite song you were hoping to hear. I mean, you can Just go back night after night after night. Anything right, you can make anything bad. You really can. <laughs> oh, sorry. We did hurt four days ago. Can't play it again. What's wrong with you? Uh, And we talked about this earlier, but it is pretty amazing that um, this woman, Veronica Lewis, wound up seeing Incredibles 2 and was shocked at the number of strobe lights in it. So she wrote a post saying one of the scenes lasts over 90 seconds with continuous strobe lights. Another scene lasts anywhere from 5 to 30 seconds. Kind of letting people know if you have photosensitivities, you either get migraines, chronic illness, all the way up to have a ep- epileptic epileptic seizure. You're having Just, one now. I might be. You should be warned about this. Well, Disney caught wind of that, and re- they were like, "Whoa, she's totally right. We actually need to put a warning out there." So now they're warning people before seeing Incredibles two that because of the strobes and flashing lights, if you have those photosensitivities. Just letting you know what happens. Hmm. I mean, that's... Interesting. That's a case where social media did something good for people, right? Not bad. USA! USA! Yes. USA! USA! A little aggressive there. It gets real aggressive at the (laughs) end. I get nervous. And if you're wondering how Incredibles 2 did at the box office, they said they were hoping to beat uh, Finding Dory, which took in $135 million two years ago. They were hoping $135 to $140 for Incredibles 2. Well, it... uh, it's uh, now the number one animated movie with the highest ever opening weekend, $180 million. Wow. Way to go, Incredibles 2. Followed by Ocean's 8, 
Debuting at number three is Tag with 14.6 million, followed by Solo, A Star Wars Story, Deadpool 2, Hereditary, Superfly, Avengers, Infinity War, Adrift, and Book Club. And uh, if you're wondering where Gotti is on there, it opened in 12th place. In 503 theaters with uh, $1.7 million. I want a good movie. I don't know if that's going to be it. What was the, uh, what did you say the the Rotten Tomato score on that was? All tallied up? Mm hmm. Yeah. Overall, with all the critics weighing in now that the film is out? Yes. It's right at zero. So there's not one critic in America who gave it a one. Who gave it a positive. That's right. Yes. (laughs) Wow. Zero. Yeah. So let us know how it is this week, Kevin. How dare you? I mean, you love the mob, right? I do. But I can't buy John Travolta. (laughs) I just can't. Remember when he had John Gotti Jr. on last week and we told him to whack bean? We did. You know, we're chanting whack bean. Those were fun times. Yep. Those were real fun times, you guys. Um, You guys, Millie Bobby Brown. She still has her Instagram up, which is good because she got rid of her Twitter because people were just awful and hateful and they made these crazy homophobic memes of her and she was like, what are you people doing? Nope. Out of nowhere. Yeah, out of nowhere. No, it's insanity. So she's like, you get no more of my spirit on Twitter. However, she is over there on Instagram and she revealed on Friday that she wouldn't be attending the MTV Movie Awards this past weekend because she split her kneecap. Oh, ouch. Yeah, she said it's the first time she's ever broken a bone and the doctors gave her strict instructions to rest, but she wished her co-stars lots of love. And the awards are being broadcast tonight on MTV if you want to check that out. Is she planning on eating any of it? Why do you... How I come? was just asking what? about the... But we the, were just... We were cruising in for a nice soft landing. <laughs> Well, I'm just saying. We're going to walk the, into the day fine, and you, you got to. You have a, a leg injury, and the next thing you know, well, you're serving up tacos to your friends. So, why don't you. I. Stop doing what you're doing. Okay. I don't. Stop it. I don't like today. <laughs> today just took Any other? a lot. No, really, from the beginning. Right? I'm with this guy. You're sad. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was going to be the no. It's just. I mean, it wasn't everything we hoped for. No, I did a great (laughs) story on how you can use an app and hang out with dogs. And you were very happy about that. I was so happy. I think Great News went well. No, because then he played Pippa. He did play Pippa during Great News. Awful. And then he was telling people how to eat taco foot. He was. And I was like, please stop it. And And you left. I, I. Played uh, the Chris Cornell and his sweet daughter mm-hmm. doing a song, and, and he like, complained about Mommy. the mix. <sighs> I hate it. All right, we'll tr- look. We'll try again tomorrow, guys. That's all we can do. You know, it's funny. Somebody tweeted first thing this morning. Hey, it's my birthday, you guys. So let's really put together a good show. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> We're real sorry about that. Uh, and speaking of birthdays, Twenty One Pilots drummer Josh Dunn and singer Blake Shelton, and of course, singer Paul McCartney. Oh, Paul McCartney, this guy? That's not how I would have done it if I was in charge. Uh, well, how would you have done it? I don't know. I can't teach how I do it. Can Paul McCartney teach Kid Rock how to be a good songwriter? I mean, that's a bad example, Kid Rock Rules, but... I miss Jonah so much. <laughs> oh, I need beat back on my TVs. That's what's happening. Thank you, Ali. The SoCal Helpful Honda dealers are handing out random acts of helpfulness. We all win with a commercial-free drive home today at 5 p.m. on K-Rock. Tomorrow morning, an all-new Kevin and Bean show. Bean's got animal stories, uh, but you have to promise us no Pippa. 
Um, I can't guarantee that mm. the, the satellite won't be up, and we mm. might check back in to see if Pippa has better There's luck no tomorrow. There's no satellite. Pippa is dead. Pippa got right? eaten by a hey, crocodile. Spoiler alert, man. Just because she got just because she got at one time doesn't mean she'll get at every time. We'll have new animal stories for you tomorrow. Is Ed like your past tense of eat? It is, yes. A <laughs> <laughs> uh, man uh, married a stranger in Vegas in 24 hours. That's a strange choice. Oh. So met and married someone within yes. a 24-hour period. That's amazing. Correct. Mm. That'll uh, last forever. We've also got your uh, passes to the K-Rock Advanced Screening of Mission Impossible Fallout. And we've got your tickets for uh, 30 Seconds to Mars as well tomorrow morning. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.